and welcome back to Blacker Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for the, I suppose, the part one of a two-part season. So this would be the part one finale of Titans 4-6, entitled Brother Blood, written by Richard Hatem, directed by Jen McGowan. I didn't hate this episode. I actually rather enjoyed it other than the stuff that happened between Mother Mayhem and Sebastian. And then when I started fast-forwarding it through, I liked this episode a lot more. So I definitely know what is not working for me. And thus, I gave it an 8.6 out of 10. Thought it was pretty, pretty on par with the last episode that I know wasn't, wasn't as well-received by others. But I thought this was pretty good how have I felt about the season thus far not the worst thing I think that they have taken on a lot of the criticisms they've truly made Dick a leader there were moments where I was very convinced he was going to regress and they surprised me by being consistent and that is all I could really ask for in these shows right because while there always could be better things that could be happening it makes me stay engaged when there's at least progress even if it's not where i necessarily want it to be that is also my i feel like motto with almost all and i know this is not cw but it feels very much like a cw show with a few f-bombs and a little bit more gore but that is how i've learned to ingest this type of particularly from berlanti i think maybe that's just where we need to refocus all of our attention away from (laughs) this is berlanti right it is it is it's berlanti production someone needs to get that them the fuck out of there before we jump into the recap, wherever you're listening to this podcast, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, do me a favor, go down to the rating section, drop some stars, leave a review. My social media will be there as well. Like, share, subscribe. And if you want to send feedback for Titans when it comes back or any other show that I will be doing in the interim, blackercouch at gmail.com or you can leave a comment below. Connor, Connor, Connor. Connor is going through that growing stage that most teenagers very much go through. And it begins immediately with him on the emotional struggle bus, having been humiliated for the a millionth time now by the woman that killed his daddy, even if he wasn't shit. And thus, since he is still a newly formed human. And I do give him all of the the lead way for that because he's like, what, a few, he's still like a year out of vitro tube, incubation tube because it's not vitro. <laughs> it wasn't a human. It was in a test tube. I'm okay with him deciding, you know, I am tired of playing Mr. Nice Guy with all these powers that I have 
not impressing the other side. I mean, I'm, I'm, if I am Superman, son, I am failing. I am a massive failure. So let's try the other side of my DNA. And he uses a mirror. I actually thought that was pretty cool that he hit the mirror and it came out like the S, like the, like the Superman Lego. And decides to laser his, his hair bald. So that set the the mood for the big middle finger that's coming up Connor's ass this episode. I mean, because it's going to get shoved all the way up there. I mean, he's going to have hemorrhoids for like days, weeks. On the way back to Star Labs, Rachel wonders what they are going to do, which is a very dumb question. <laughs> what do you mean? Admit that uh, we fucked up. And now Coria holds herself accountable for the end of the world since she couldn't kill Sebastian. Rachel's like, this is not the right time, but I just need you to know that I saw your vision. And when I was helping Dick out of the Lazarus pit, he had the same one of that little girl with the red balloon, which is y'all child. So did he say anything about you to, to you about that? Nope. Last episode, I said Rachel was the MVP. I meant MIP. I completely got those. <laughs> messed up. I don't know if I have an MVP yet, but she certainly is the most improved player. That's what I meant to, to indicate. Uh, because I do think that that Joshua Orpin is doing the most with the acting. And then they even had a good, a decent, they even allowed, I should say, Britton Thwaites to have an acting scene as well. Ryan Potter just has the same consistent, I don't know what the fuck is going on look about him. But the performances have been pretty, pretty on par. Uh, but Tegan Croft probably had the the furthest to come for me. And she certainly, I just love her little side eyes. <laughs> and her being over there like, so I know that there is going to be a new addition to the family member. And I need to know when that's going to happen because everything else is depressing. And I think I just lost the last family member. Well, actually, I know I just lost the last family member. <laughs> that I recently connected to. Now that I know that having a sibling is cool, I want a sibling. Sebastian is trying to resist the transitioning happening to him and refuses to go in the well of blood, saying he came with her to stop her from hurting his friends. And I'm like, you mean associates? Sister? Protectors? Certainly not friends. He has to go into the blood willingly, apparently. And like always, Mayhem has a plan. Team Star Lab celebrates their victory with Jinx having the most enviable of Tash checking Connor up, down, and twice over. Now from the top, make it drop. That's some wet ass pussy. Now get a bucket in a mop. That's some wet ass pussy. I'm talking wop, wop, wop. That's some wet ass pussy. Gar has a new nickname, which is Gar Virus. Also, Jinx was so busy looking at Connor's assets that she didn't assess his mental state because he is not okay, but has picked up some slang calling Tim home slice. He was doing that all episode. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, stop it. Stop it. 
It's adorable. He's <laughs> like, he's trying to put on this gangster persona. It's so not him. After a brief synopsis of what we already knew, Connor comes in, man in charge, some cologne on, so much cologne because he doesn't know what to do with the shit anyway. He just knows that's what Mr. Luther smelled like and his new biker jacket. Nigga, 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 nigga. I'm 200% never. It should not have been as funny as it was when he called Dick Richard, but <laughs> Dick's face was worth it. Then he went around quoting like Dick ain't been through this battle longer than he has been test tube. Like, bitch, do you know who my father is? You can say you can look up and read all the information on Bruce Wayne. It is nothing compared to the experience. I can tell you. And I ain't read every book in that damn library. You, who you quoting to? Who you, you trying to impress everyone? You know what? I'm not even going to mess with you. Not even going to mess with you. He did kill him out. Or I did laugh when he called Rachel, like, we ain't gonna kill him? Oh, because I'm pretty sure that's exactly what led us here. <laughs> Which is fine, because sometimes people gotta die. And I'm not not about that life set, especially when he said, even Bruce learned that lesson. How many people has the Joker killed since he bashed the Joker's head in? If my answers frighten you, Vincent, then you should cease asking scary questions. Of course, we all in the background going, have you met Bruce? Because Bruce is not a success story. That is pretty much a cautionary tale. <laughs> and while I'm not about saving Sebastian either at this point, he hasn't gone evil and he did sacrifice himself for them. So kind of a dick move to just be like, let's just off with his head. Beast boy. And plus, if you didn't, if you were not afforded that same luxury of nature versus choice then you yourself would be condemned for being who you are beast boy goes into the red and it shooketh especially when he recalls Connor's words while he's in the hallway before he comes down the steps to say them in absolute douche mode still saying you still haven't recovered have you not thank you for saving my life motherfucker he actually didn't have a plan, but intentions, by the way, they was like, we're going to go after him. We're going to do this. We're gonna do. I'm like, that's not a plan. Those are announcements. I wanted someone to be in the side corner being me, but I will do it for all of us <laughs> in this situation. The fly on the wall, just in the PETA gallery, making comments. Sebastian, I can't do this. I won't. And shut your bitch ass up, nigga. Nobody asked you how to bitch ass thing. You better shut the fuck up before I knock your fucking head off your shoulder, little ugly ass bitch. Stupid ass bitch. Nigga, I'll kick your fucking heart out your chest, nigga. You better watch the fuck out. So Mayhem shows him some horrible memories to convince him he has suppressed rage for reasons constructed by Destiny and mostly herself in the cult. Like, we made you miserable. And thus... <laughs> I cannot with this whole arc. I'm not with it. I'd rather they just skipped all of the conflict and just went straight to bad guy mode. Dick goes to find Connor who rejects his last name as Kent for Luther. So Superman is totally going to have to come show up and give his child a whooping, right? Right? I feel like we are 
very much it hasn't been worked out but it's somewhere in the cards they got that busted version of superman on cw they can have him show up because he gonna need a talking to and it ain't gonna be from his team because after after this episode (laughs) i think you gonna need to to they could be understanding but you definitely gonna need to stay away from daddy for a minute especially since your ass was asleep during most of the shenanigans <laughs> we had to go in and clean up your fucking mess uh bernard's like i'm not calling you that his look to dick when he came in it's your man. the thing that makes this even overly douchish is that a word for connor is that he knows he's the most powerful man in the room and he certainly is using that to his advantage because what what bernard gonna do what is any of these lab coats going to do when you are being dictated to not only by Kyle L's son, but the other side that's Lex Luthor that really might forget that he's Kyle L's son and murder us all. And there won't be anything that we could do about it. Y'all should have that kryptonite on deck right now. I'm pretty sure that Dick does. <laughs> Probably does at all times. Like, bitch, this is in my wristwatch. Connor has directed the satellites to reflect off the moon so that the blood moon will decay and thus the ritual cannot occur. Bernard tells Dick Connor is fucked up and channeling his Lex side, but he also is correct. It's like, look, if you call me Richard one more time, Lex called me Richard. I didn't like it, especially since he sent ninjas to try to kill me. But according to Connor, he was just sending a warning. With respect, fuck you. Connor got that selective memory. Like, oh, so he wasn't trying to kill him, which he probably wasn't because he needs him for some reason. And killing his parents were not going to work in his favor. However, and I still think that this is exactly what Lex wanted. He wanted to push him to this this point. I wonder, I'm curious, is this all going to end up with a reset of time? The way they keep playing with shit and the way the end of this episode ended up. I am starting to get Umbrella Academy feels (laughs) for no reason. But yeah, he must have forgot all those people he killed to drain for blood so he can try to be immortal. And it only didn't work out because he fucked with the wrong people. You know, he just forgot all about that and tells Dick, if I tried to kill you, I'd rig the place with explosives. And I know that Dick is like, yeah, you can try it. But I got this kryptonite dust in my wristwatch, bitch. (laughs) You will be down. Maybe he just does feel some kind of way because Dick did out of nowhere kryptonite dust him last season to bench him. Like, I'm going to do what I want to do, Dick. You ain't going to tell me. Well, 99, bitch. (laughs) Take the screenshot and settle down. I keep forgetting Connor been on a downward spiral though since season two. He just had a boo thing to fuck the stress and anxiety away and now he's got, he ain't got chocolate no more. While he doesn't love his approach, his plan is solid and while he continues to dismiss his non-confrontational approach, uh, he decides to let him do his thing. Like, you know what? It's fine. You will learn your lesson in due time as we all do because that is the thing right sometimes you try to protect your children and your children just want to go ahead and be like you don't know nothing you can't tell me 
And you're like, okay, all right, go. I'll be here. I'll be here. I ain't even going to say I told you so. Jinx and everyone else, not emo, rallies around the idea of teleportation. Not invented yet. I'm like, uh, are y'all not in Star Labs? Because y'all can definitely teleport. I know Barry got something. But maybe this is Star... No, this is not Star Labs. Undercovers are clearly working with superheroes. <laughs> but this is in a different universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still can't conceive that Star Labs wouldn't have a way to teleport. Uh, but Magician certainly figured it out. Does anyone know how to make this thing do things? <laughs> I did laugh when Tim was like, I got you, fam. But then she said, fuck it. I forgot we're in Star Labs where we use clear whiteboards that convey nothing but her need to doodle in pink marker. Essentially, someone is disorganized and then reorganized. But the last part is tricky. But it's great that we have a computer that can do all that shit for us. All scenes going forward between Mother Mayhem and Sebastian, I skipped until it was relevant to the people i care about dick assesses all the risks like a good leader should do jinx tells raven she knows a spell that can help locate her powers they aren't gone and they wouldn't have been taken if part of her did not want to lose them however she does want them back even though she was very happy or you know had a moment of being feeling normal and it must be really hard for raven but because she accepts wanting her powers back after being normal for a little while and a very little while at that she's gonna turn into the white raven which is her most powerful self they don't explain it in the show so you're welcome (laughs) i don't know why she had the ingest hair but she did Bernard calls the team to watch their son being dictatorial to the lab coats, even pushing a guy out of the way. Tim admits to kissing Bernard (laughs) when they're talking about how crazy things have gotten. Zombies, uh, you know, snakes. I kiss Bernard. Big night for everyone. Despite being an absolute prick, Connor is successful. Everybody be going through moods. And I was really happy that Dick decided to announce that to him. Like, I know that this is very, very common (laughs) audience. And we've been through this before, but everyone goes through it. So he says, I'm going to let you have this. He congratulates him. But he does have some choice words. Pause on that because Bernard and Tim have a moment where he is concerned about him going out in the field with his tiny bow staff. But he remarks sooner or later, he is going to go out with them. And Bernard just hopes it's later. But it was like literally an hour later. <laughs> I do like their relationship, but um, I was with Bernard. Like, yes, you saved my ass, boo-boo. But these are godlike events happening. And while Nightwing can hang, your ass have not been in doctrine since childhood. Gar is continuing to see red or into the red spazzing out. Corey asks if he is okay and he admits he is not, but offers to get uh, some fresh air. She offers to go with him and he just hugs her. He tells her it's okay. 
it's been happening all day that's not very comforting i'm like okay so i definitely need to watch you he is later approached by an african man that knows all about his connection to the animal kingdom club and while they aren't keen to see him put his hands on gar you're all that roaring in the background (laughs) we speak animal go get dr doolittle he warns him when the tower splits go to the red if that was the tower splitting let me tell you that's the worst tower splitting effect i've ever seen in my life there are two name drops and only one i do know which is mari macabre she is vixen i don't know about that other person everything depends on gar logan so they're giving him this huge role or they're saying he's gonna have a huge role (laughs) time will tell (laughs) but uh i i do like the fact that they are bringing in the red that is a place i do know very little about it i think i may have briefly jumped into it and only because of vixen and i haven't even watched vixen not the not the um live action well when she was in uh fuck arrow was it arrow pretty sure it was arrow i know her sister or her daughter her great granddaughter was in legends so that's why i know even a little bit about that however i think it's cool that we're finally connecting gar across different universes and then we finally get back to dick and connor who is feeling himself entirely too much all i do is win 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 no matter what dick's like uh that's all good and all but you do realize they only need five minutes (laughs) to still do the ritual and figure out what you just did because you bought us some time you didn't fix the fucking problem it could still be a problem but you thought of that right Uh uh-huh i know what all this is this is in my first rodeo we've all been on the ride but then connor strikes out in a very personal way by saying tim is useless rachel ain't got her powers so what can she do excuse me bitch Corey's blue powers are not to be depended on and I'm the only person that are that is getting results. Tim had to be soothed by Corey. Like, don't take it. Don't take it to heart. He's just having a moment. <laughs> I do like the fact that they have matured past being petty. They're just like, yeah, we'll be over here in the other room and you are more than welcome to join us. <laughs> there was no back and forth. There was no arguing. It was like, you know, okay. I got you. I know who you are as a person and I love you. So I'm just going to focus and shift my energy energy into productive rather than devolving. And I do appreciate that. Blah, blah, blah. Sebastian is drinking the Kool-Aid. Though he was already high on the fumes just being in the room with everybody chanting his name. I didn't even think he needed to be convinced this much. Corey really gonna check her powers only after Connor's outburst. I was not pleased about that. This should have been number one on the agenda. Last week, Corey had an 8.1% access to her kinetic output, but now she has 80%. Corey is told that if she uses too much kinetic energy, it will consume and kill her. And I can see that scene unfolding in the future. I could definitely see Dick losing his mind especially after their little tease rachel could resurrect the dead though right seriously 
I don't even want that to be an option. I just want her to burn so bright that she's like a fucking diamond. Shine bright like a diamond. Shine bright like a diamond. And for fuck's sake, let her fly. Jinx gets her $5 million, but she did it because hanging out with Dick and his team, even though she only said Dick, has been fun and she may feel that her path isn't what she is proud of. They made her likable this episode. And it's blind rage. Connor figures out where mayhem is, doesn't tell anybody, shows up and lasers her to death with his eyeballs. And she says, how did that make you feel? Because guess what? I got a hologram. <laughs> and you talking about me killing your father. Like your father killed himself flirting with the devil. And while you have ignored your capacity for idiocy, which is intermingled with that rage you got going on, it is now beneficial to me because now I'm going to use you once again to fuck over your team. <laughs> who was doing just fine with the plan if you thought that that was a uh, uh, something that could be attainable because you thought they was shit and you was the shit yo ass is over there taking a fucking nap a goddamn nap rachel locates her powers and now because connor caught they have to go into a confrontation you're killing me larry how could you even choose Lex though? Like, he's dead. He is dead. It's his arrogance is why he's always on the losing side of things. Yeah, he's a multimillionaire, but he can't get what he ever really wants. While Kyle is living his best life. You, this is a matter of math, but your, your logic is very skewed right now. I understand, my son. I still love you. Rachel, oh, I already said that. Corey confronts Dick about the bad feeling she has over the prophecy. He says he doesn't believe in any of that shit. Prophecies, visions. Fuck it up, fuck it up. Don't give a shit anymore. Fuck it up, fuck it up. Flip the table, screw you up. It is only then that she reveals that she knows about Mari and he got real emotional when she brought it up like he's stunting so hard that these things aren't real but this one thing he likely wants to be true but doesn't dare touch it for the fear it brings if it doesn't come true so she walks away and says you're right to hell with visions hello darkness my old friend I've come to talk with you again because a vision softly creeping they do a nice team meeting on the bus crypto is still their mascot except he don't get to do things with his powers anymore and they do need him but he's not in the budget they could have just got taken his powers away <laughs> that would have been more other than giving him one moment so we could be like where the fuck you been all season God gets to be a gorilla and that was worth it for the exchange of not seeing crypto. So I had no complaints. It's like he gets to be a gorilla. Finally, something other than a fucking lion. And it didn't look bad. It did not look bad for the budget that you know was very small for them to do. It didn't look bad. Everyone shows up in the nick of time before Sebastian completes his destiny. They are able to knock mayhem out uh cory not cory 
rachel is able to get her powers back that's when she turns into the white raven tim's like rachel i don't know fucking know <laughs> so, that's what i mean by the the actress has just leaned into this saucy side of her that i really really love it, it really feels as if mother like daughter jinx death was dumb i just started liking you and you were not served any purpose in your death so i can't take it seriously clearly you're going to be resurrected how she and she said not again so she's been she's been murdered before how she not realized she shook off her spell she literally moved her head and you decided to keep gloating maybe you were gloating so much that you didn't realize she shook her fucking head i'm so happy that tim is the most mature out of the other less mature folks that be on this team sometimes he don't he don't come with the dumb shit maybe it's because he was raised in the dark place, on the cold and gray Chicago moon, another little baby child is born in the dark In the dark So all this hard work for absolutely nothing, cause Sebastian rejects the Titans' offer to be saved, and the entire time, Connor was still taking a nap. <laughs> Gar says, "Take me to the red." Is this really the tower splitting? And my notes once again and everyone else disappears too and i'm just gonna assume either he gar that is has something to do with it and took them to the red or zadira took them back to her metaphysical place and you know she is not gonna be assuring i told you what did i tell you didn't i tell you because i told you mm-hmm. and when did i tell you a long time ago and what did i say will happen when i told you exactly what just happened and that's the conclusion of the episode. At least we finally got to where we needed to be. I would have preferred being there much sooner or putting far more in between here and there. But thus far, a pretty, a pretty decent first half of the season. We do have feedback. So let's hop into the mailbag. <laughs> What up, Cena? It's Mimi. This is my feedback for Titans uh, Season 4, Episode 6. Um, I just watched it, so I should do a pretty good job remembering everything. Um, I am driving to work. It's not that long of a ride because I'm staying in the area um, while I'm working these four days. So I'm going to try and do the best I can and try to make it quick. So the first thing I want to talk about is Connor, because it took me an embarrassingly, embarrassingly long time to realize what the fuck was happening. <laughs> it wasn't until he was like, like, it's not Mr. Kent, call me Mr. Luther. I was like, oh shit, ball head, genius, cocky ass attitude. Oh, okay. So he's embracing his other daddy. Why it took this long, I guess, maybe he realized that sweet Superboy was a little bitch and he didn't want to be it anymore. And that's me, that's me being him. That's not how I feel. Um, I, I love that scene when he was in the mirror. 
Um, I wish they would have panned out a little bit, but that man's body is fucking awesome. But I don't like, I don't like him bald. I, I it's it just it's not working for me. Maybe if he'd have went like shorter, but like not completely skin bald, it would it would be better. White men with shaved bald heads just are I, I I'm not a fan. <laughs> Gives gives me uh, racist vibes. I'm just just being a hundred percent here. Um, so when he was in there and he was trying to you know stop the moon, blood moon from you know orbiting so that it's not red, and like then he said you know call me Mr. Luther. I was like oh okay I get it. Because honestly, like his, like even the like tone in his voice was different, and I was like, "Why is anybody saying anything?" Like Connor is not acting like himself. Like I expected him to be sad, or you know, moping, or even angry, but like turning into Lex Luthor. That is honestly not what I expected, and I don't know how I feel about it. Um, I don't know. <laughs> this Connor is not it. Um, got himself caught by, uh, Mother Mayhem and made them have to force the Titans to have a confrontation that they were not ready for. Um, and side note, I hope Jinx dead because I'm getting sick of her. She's so fucking annoying. I don't know why she annoys the shit out of me so much, but she really does. In this episode, she was irking my asshole. I cannot explain to you why this episode was just the icing on the cake. Maybe because, like, I don't know why, but I feel like they made her more part of the team than 10. And I'm not a fan. Like, why Why does she get to be included in everything? We don't even trust her. She's literally here for money. And they were like, Oh, you expect, you think I was just here for the money? Like, bitch, yes, it's $5 million. Don't pretend like that's not why you're here. And then we're supposed to, to be rooting for her, girl, bye. Take your money and go, assuming that you alive. I don't know. I, I didn't feel anything when she died other than relief because she's fucking annoying. And I don't want her to be a titan. I seriously don't like her. Um, Then we have Gar. Who the fuck knows what's going on with Gar? Some, you know, uh, random-ass black dude with an accent gives him some prophecy. I don't know. The way he was, like, listening but, like, running away, like, dude, you can't be that thick. Like, you didn't, like, you wait for him to walk away to start asking questions? Like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> um... I, I don't know. I don't know anything about, like, the, the comic book lore. I don't know if Gar can see into the future. I don't know how his ability to reshape his form is supposed to be him being able to go, like, re, like tell the future. I don't know. I have no idea. I always wanted Gar to have a storyline, so I'm just going to let it unfold. I'm not going to talk shit about it. I'm just going to say I have no idea what they're doing with him but I mean I'm glad he gets to have some type of life um outside of Titans and a storyline of his own and not following behind somebody else um my other thing that I want to talk about is this whole Sebastian thing now I know like I'm not supposed to be thinking this but 
I was watching, you know, when, when Mayhem was having him look in the pond, the blood pond, and see his past, yada, yada, yada. I was like, what kind of tr- stupid-ass white privilege trauma is this? Like, it's like very minute inconveniences. Like, seriously, like, I don't, I don't understand. Am I supposed to feel sorry for him? Am I supposed to feel like, yeah, he, he totally had this coming he was treated like shit everything that happened to him that was supposed to be like turning points in his life were the most minute inconveniences i ever seen to the point where like what are you squashing it down for shit nothing fucking happened i've had worse stuff i've had six things happen to me worse fucking this week than what happened to him in his whole life he was adopted by a sweet lady with an accent who gave him a toy and then she I'm assuming you know sheltered someone else that was sick with an eye patch and she asked him to share it's like you you were punished because you were strong no bitch he had to share because that's fucking life (laughs) I was like this is the stu it better get fucking worse and it didn't the next thing was his cunt of a teacher uh moved him because he was a show-off I guess and the teacher didn't like it which I'll admit is fucked up but that's not the worst thing that could happen to you and like what was your response did you tell your your foster mom did you talk to the principal or did you just go to the next class and just kill everything like I know there's got to be another science teacher go to that teacher I I'm just, I'm, I'm not understanding what's so evil. And then <laughs> the next thing, because clearly we, they couldn't give us any more solid evidence. The next thing we see is him breaking up with the girl because I know you're going to break up with me eventually. I'm just doing it now. Motherfucker, I, I cannot, I don't, <laughs> this is, who wrote this shit? Like, I'm not saying I wanted him to be, you know, tortured all night, like, throughout his entire life since fucking childhood but y'all could have came up with some more fucking you know evidence than that like maybe him you know not even getting bullied just him you know being quiet being overlooked you know always like maybe you know him coming up with some really cool ass science project and someone stealing the idea something like that anything would have been better than what the fuck they gave us like are you fucking kidding me what who wrote this shit i really cannot stress how enough how fucking stupid his fucking childhood traumas were like they were not that bad and then at the end i'm assuming the little the the black girl with the eye patch was supposed to be um you know the the girl that i guess was sick she couldn't have been that sick she made it to adulthood (laughs) i don't know how old sebastian is supposed to be but i mean he looks like he's at least in his uh mid-twenties he can't be a teenager he's he's way older than fucking rachel i i don't remember what year it was he was running like 90 something but seriously like this is the worst thing that's happened to him i understand him saying i'm sick of being overlooked i get that y'all should have played on that because the shit y'all gave me was stupid and i can't understand how that's somebody's village uh uh villain origin story like seriously like, what the fuck? <laughs> I, whew, I'm going to let that go. So the last point I want to make is about Corey and Dick. 
I wasn't expecting us to get this. Um, it was, it left me still with a lot to be desired. Um, I don't know how I'm supposed to feel at this point about Dick and, um, Corey. Cause like I said, like I wanted it at the beginning and then season two, we got fucking, you know, dust. And, you know, then season three, they throw this shit at the end, like a Hail Mary. And now I'm supposed to be like, oh my God, thank you. I don't need these crumbs. Like either fucking tell the story or don't. Like, I, I don't, I don't like what they're doing with Corey and uh, Dick. But I mean, that's been the case. So I'm just hoping that they eventually get it together and do better by them because the storyline we're getting is pretty dry. I feel like too much is going on. Like either you like have them say like, look, I know, like, I know this is not the time, but I think I just need to say this. Like when I, you know, I didn't tell you about that because I didn't want to get my hopes up or something, but the way they just left it, like, it's just a vision. It doesn't mean anything. Okay. So why the fuck y'all give it to us then? Like, this is the shit that pissed me off. Either do it or don't, but don't, don't keep back and forth. Relationships like that on TV is literally reasons I've stopped watching shows because either you want them to be together or you don't. This get together, break up, get together, fight, break up. Like, I can't, you know, I don't like the pull. Like, it's make a decision. And I feel like them, like, brushing off the vision is their way of, like, not talking about it right now. But that's a good way to make me not give a shit. And that's honestly how I feel. Um, I feel like I've made all my points. I did like this episode despite, you know, what they did to my boo, Connor, and what the fuck they decided to give – what despite the story they decided to give um Sebastian um but I am interested to see what uh Joseph Morgan is gonna look like as a villain because I know he can play one that motherfucker can act he's fine as hell and when he was Klaus Michelson I know Klaus is evil but that motherfucker was fine as hell and he could have got it even if I would have been murdered afterwards it would have been fine so I, I'm really excited about this uh, episode, this next episode. Also, if you know how many episodes is going to be in the season, let me know. Is it going to be, is it eight or is it ten? I don't remember. Um, I will end it here. Until next time, love, peace, hair grease, and black girl magic, queen of the couch, Mimi out. That was Queen Mimi with her thoughts on the episode. I'm glad you had things to say about Sebastian's backstory because I didn't, I didn't actually follow it all the way to the end. But the first one I did see was really stupid. I was like, well, how is this? She's sick and you're asked to share. What? What is this about? <laughs> I could tell at that moment it was some bullshit. And I was not even going to think about it. I did laugh when you said some white privilege trauma. <laughs> it was like they went 13 reasons why instead of euphoria as his backstory. It's like, get the hell out of here. Get out, get out of here. <laughs> You're right. They should have leaned into the fact that he's isolated. He's just different. He's been ignored. And you and I wouldn't have wanted to see the, the quintessential bully story, but anything. Yeah. Just the, the, the idea of being born different and never knowing what that difference was or, or putting off this aura that never seemed to work. Anything would have been better than I think what they tried to construct as a, as a backstory for why he went to the dark side. It's like, I'd, again, I'd rather him just have went to the dark side. Why do we even need that in between? B 
because it doesn't matter. It's not going to be, they're not going to be, um, you know, frenemies for the rest of their life. He's going to have to be murdered if he's going to come bring about the end of the, the world. Murdered or banished to hell. Considering he's human, uh, murder, it's still it is. I agree with you on the Corey storyline. It is crumbs. It's not an actual storyline this season. They could have simply let into, it feels like they just took from what they had last season and said, okay, let's keep going with that. But you didn't really do anything leading all the way up to there. So you can't just put a fucking three months and then he went with another chick and had a whole fucking relationship. And then you don't have him doing anything to even try to like, y'all just threw that out there in the middle. Like, oh, here, take it. And some people are really excited. And I'm excited. I'm happy for them that they're excited with that. But that's not enough. That's not doing any service that could be done. And I'm not even tripping about the whole, you got another girl. I don't care about that. That's common. <laughs> He's a hoe. But it would have been nice from the beginning of this season for him to be thinking, okay, that is a future that I do want. And I'm struggling with how do I want this future, but not really believe in visions, but also truly want what that offers to me. And that also means by doing more than just staring at Corey for one second and having one one on one conversation, you just you need to put the effort and the time and the layers there. And there's none of that. So if it it clearly is going to happen for that, it's fan service at this point, because you haven't done anything justifiable in the last two seasons that warrant that close connection. Like y'all can't even convince me you're going to like have a child at this point. <laughs> it would be nice if he'd like grabbed her hand or uh, anything, anything, physical contact. It's just, uh, I don't know. And I'm still not really over the, the, the whole granted. I even said, never mind. I'm not even going to bring that up because it's a mute point. Uh, I'm still mad that he actually gave her $5 million and where he got that, that budget at. Does he just, he could just get $5 million whenever he wants? Because I need some money. <laughs> I don't think she's going to be a Titan, but I do think that she didn't earn that $5 million. <laughs> like, let's wait for the, the crisis to be, a, you know, evaded before you actually get the money in your account. And that was all just leading up to that big thing. Um, and it's sad and very transparent. Lastly, I did not like the bald head either. I would rather have my man with some hair. But I can stare at that body all damn day. Woo! He's a talented actor. Okay, that comes first. But that body is a cherry on the fucking top of the Sunday. Enough uh, over here splooshing in my desktop chair. <laughs> Let's hear what Shy thought about this mid-season finale. Hey, Christina, it's me, Shy. I'm here to give my feedback for Titans Season 4, Episode 6. Hmm, let's see. Um... <laughs> All right, so apparently this is the um winter finale for the show, and I don't know when it's coming back, um, but it's taking a break. Um, well, I don't know. 
I will let's start with the ending. I mean, I guess because it, things were just so predictable for me that it was anticlimactic. I just it wasn't. I don't know. I just didn't. It, it didn't. Nothing surprised me at the end. Nothing was like, oh, I didn't see that coming or anything like that. I mean, we all knew. I mean, okay, I knew. I'm not going to put that on other people. Um, <laughs> that um, he was going to eventually be the villain. Um, or cre- she's going to, you know, create the you know him into the villain. Um, what that all looks like, I don't know. I mean, I can say that. So we'll have to find out when the show comes back because I have no idea. Um, I, like I keep saying, I, I'm not familiar whatsoever with her or I mean, any of this, the Titans and the villains. And so I don't know what they're supposed to be all about, what they're supposed to be doing. Um, all I know is that, obviously, I mean, we all knew it was leading. Okay, I knew it was. Le- I'm gonna just say it. We all knew it was leading up to this. I'm sure most most rational people knew it was coming to this point. Um, I would say the only thing that was um, surprising to me is uh, Connor and what happened with him because that was so that 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 was. I mean, which is understandable. At the same time, I didn't see it coming. Um, as far as you, you know, him going through this trauma, because he, I think Mimi said it. Um, I mean, he's still, or maybe you said it, Christina. One of you said it about you know he's still young, minded, young in in this life, and so things are going to affect him. I mean, in a more extreme way, you know, positive and negative. He's gonna take it hard or take it great you know the extremes um like a you know basically like a teenager um going through that phase in life where you know everything is a uh everything that goes wrong is you know it can be a complete um meltdown or complete you know um in this case with him um, he decides that he's going to be Lex Luthor now, <laughs> I mean, the son of Lex Luthor and, and embrace that side of himself. And, you know, not quite sure why, um, cause he really, they really didn't delve into that. He just woke up and decided that, you know, this is who I'm going to be, you know, um, I, I, maybe he doesn't feel he's worthy of the, Superman, um, legacy, Superboy. So I'm going to embrace this other side. I let my team down. I was vulnerable. I mean, again, there's trauma. And so people deal with trauma in a variety of ways. And so this is his way of coping with what happened to him. Because it is scary when you think that you're, um, you're not successful. You don't have any vulnerabilities other than kryptonite and then you see that this other thing is some magic is something else you're susceptible to and it messes with your mind and it does things to you it does things to your body and so yeah he's definitely um in his feelings and in his head about a lot of things so um what else happened in this one 
Yes, we spent a a long time, you know, getting to the point where this dude is going to be, Sebastian is going to be who he's going to become. I don't know. I haven't listened to your last podcast, so I don't know if you gave a name to what he's going to be because I have no idea. Um, (laughs) Trigon's son, the son of Trigon. Trigon. So um, not surprising. So we did get a little backstory on little snippets of his life um, in regards to the different, she, you know, the mother pointing out um, why he is the way he is and, you know, why he's different and what made him different and um, giving him another perspective on the different points of his life um, growing up. And why he needs to embrace um, his destiny. I'm still thinking, and I could be wrong, that, you know, he may be, and, you know, it's one of those things that they do as well, these shows do, is, you know, he embraces it for a time and then he pulls it, he reins it in. Um, the power of love, the power of friendship, the power of something, whatever, um, is going to prevail. So we'll see. We'll see how it, maybe they'll surprise me. And he, there's, he's, there's no redemption for him. There's to the point of no return or atonement or whatever, um, the word you want to use, um, in regards to what happens to him. Then we got Gar, who's going through his trials and tribulations, um, he's seeing these visions and then some dude, I don't even know where he was at. Like he was just in Star Labs, was just smack dab in the middle of the city. And then he was at some random place getting something to eat I don't, in a, in a wooded area. I don't know. Anyway, he, um, came across some guy that was like <laughs> prophesizing towards him and telling about, you know, go to the red or something like that. So that's going to be something. And it looks like he can project a little bit into the future because he saw what Connor was going to say before Connor came out and said it. So that's going to be interesting. So we got that. We got Connor, teenage angst in this episode. We got um, Sebastian um, embracing his destiny finally. Um I thought it was cool about when Connor. <laughs> I mean, I did like this side of Connor. I'm not gonna lie. Um, you know, the him being um so bold and in your face and not taking any shit from anybody is like, you know, pretty much telling Dick what what's going to happen and how it was gonna happen and all that stuff. So, um, this little aggressive side of um Connor, and um. You know, it was funny how he's like, yeah, Lex wanted to kill you. He would have killed you. He would have just planted some explosives and you would have been dead. So um, there was a bigger, it was a bigger plan in play than that. We got Jinx who ends up, I guess, dying. Um, She said not again. So I'm I'm not thinking it's permanent, um, her death. Uh, So that was... Uh, okay. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> it was not very, it was short-lived, this fight between her and um, Mother Mayhem. So, yeah. <laughs> all her talk, all her bravado, and then she was she was out in like two seconds. Um, so there's that. Um, who else am I missing? Yeah, I'm ready to see, um... 
Corey's powers. I mean, I feel like we're marking time with it. Um, did did the lady say her powers are at eighty percent? They were at eight, and now they're eighty. Or am I dreaming about that part? So her she's gotten more powerful, um, and so I'm just I just feel like we haven't seen enough of her and her powers, and I don't know like why what I mean I guess the magic is stopping her from being able to engage fully with her powers. Um, but we saw Rachel get her powers back and a new outfit, um, so. Um, that's gonna be interesting. Um, and they did talk about it a little bit, like she didn't have her like um physical powers, but like her connection to her powers were still kind of like she could still feel the connection and the aura people or something of that sort. Um, so that was interesting as well. Um, but I think that's all I have for this one. I mean, it was. I mean, the episode was okay. I just. It just wasn't, it was just predictable. It wasn't, nothing too surprising happened. Um, but it was good to get backstories and more stuff going on. So um, that's all I got. Until next time, much love, peace, and black girl magic. Queen of the couch, shy. Thank you, Queen Chai, for your thoughts on the episode as well. I did forget to tell Mimi the same thing. We do not know when this show is coming back. So, <laughs> blue balls. <laughs> Um, you could say we all knew he was turning villain. They fucking showed him in his villain outfit. Okay. There's no one who should be surprised unless you just did not watch anything at all. And even then, knowing his name was Brother Blood, the name of the episode, <laughs> dead giveaway. Dead giveaway. Um, why are they doing the CW treatment on an HBO Max series? That's a question I would like answered. Let me see. What else do I have here? Corey killing him is how I want this story to end. <laughs> Corey killing Sebastian. Like the first time you couldn't do it. Second time you got to do it. That's what I want this story to end and fl- Corey flying. That is all I asked from season four. I don't really give a fuck about anything else. You just better give me that. I have waited way too long. I've been patient. I've continued this ride. I keep giving you the benefit of the doubt. You better show up. You better show up with Corey flying. Okay. Okay. Anyhow. <laughs> now that I got that out of the way. Uh, she tried. Oh yeah. Why is Connor so pissed off? Cause she tried to parasite him and control him, man. First she killed his daddy. Then she technically framed him for murder. <laughs> then he went right after her and she put him on his ass real quick. The rest is his team. He keeps coming up as the weakest link. She keeps embarrassing his ass. And then he ke- she keeps using that Lex Luthor part about him against him. And he thinks it's the Cal L part of him. And he's stupid because <laughs> he doesn't understand. It's the Lex blind rage that leads him down the dark path every time. Like she bested you in a fight. I don't know how the fuck she bested you in a fight. Not even using fucking magic because she just stabbed you with like a normal weapon. And that shit should not be possible. But it was a magical dagger, so why not? But she did it, and uh, it was like a necromancer version of Deathstroke. So I can I can give more lead weight to that. And and then after that, she fucking put a. They finally got to somewhere secure, and because of him, 
their secure place wasn't secure and she got Sebastian anyway because he had a snake inside of him. So I think he's just, he's tired. He's tired. He doesn't know what to do. He feels uh, emasculated. He's already feeling insecure. He already thinks he has this huge legacy. I mean, the first thing your dad says is, this is what we do, son, as I take a fucking, as I go save a whole other human race and I could barely fucking take on one witch. Of course he's going to feel a lot of ways. <laughs> so I, I don't blame Connor at all for Connor feeling the way he does and no one else does. That is the great part about this particular arc is it's not being, it's not being handled as if people don't understand. There's like, yep, I get it. I get it. Everything that he does is on him and not due to some weird, stupid misunderstanding. He knows he shouldn't do things alone. We've been, we've seen him take Dick's advice before. And then this time he's like, I'm going to do it on my own. And he immediately can't blame anyone else. And that's perfect. That's exactly how one should learn their lesson. <laughs> I don't know. Star Labs is downtown. I don't know why it's downtown and not out in the country some damn where like any other major corporate company. But alas, he just, he said he was in the woods. He went down to get a snack. You see that little store right there? He went to get a snack. <laughs> it was in a park. He said the woods. <laughs> Trees are not just in <laughs> the woods. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's just me being facetious at that point so the only last thing i have to add just for a little bit of context because i think i explained the white raven shit the red is actually canon we don't deal with it because we a don't fucking deal with animal people but yeah technically like uh i'm pretty sure the red is kind of like you know that shit in Wakanda where he goes and talks to his ancestors? That's like kind of like the same thing. It connects all living things, humans, animals, organisms, anything with blood and tissue, DNA, which is why they brought up the whole Niles Carler thing, why they wanted to put us back on track of that, because they need to make canon correctly canon. <laughs> so that's pretty much all of that you need to know. It, it, it's just... It is a a realm that pretty much wants to preserve itself and they got a huge stake in what's playing out. So I expect us to get a lot more info that they just didn't really want to go into the first part of this half of the season, maybe because they're like, look, we have a, a, a schedule. We're right at the cusp of COVID having the restrictions led. We really want to get some really good stuff. So maybe we film the, the stuff without so many restrictions after that's possible. I'm I'm willing to give them that. Like, hey, we just we started filming it, and then things changed, and we really want to make it better. But you better come back really better. <laughs> and that is, I mean, not really better because like it, this wasn't horrid. I won't say it was horrid. Well, it's not horrid, but certainly, I hope that that was more of their intention than uh, than the way in which they constructed the pacing of this. And that is all the feedback that we have for this last episode until whenever, whenever the fuck, that's when we'll be back. If you want to send feedback, blackercouch at gmail.com or leave a comment below. Until next time, peace, hair grease, blacker magic. <laughs>